Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is July 15th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog. I'm a little embarrassed though because I was studying today and I was thinking about talking about something in particular and then I thought, well, I should double check where that falls with the books of Chronicles because I don't want to double teach it. And then I looked and turns out we're not going to cover the books of Chronicles, <laughs> which I understand because it's kind of a repeat of what we see in First and Second Kings. It's a repeat of that history. But there are some things there in Second Chronicles that I really like. So today we're going to talk a little bit about a story in Second Kings chapter 20, but then we're also going to flip over to Second Chronicles and just discuss one or two verses there that I really, really like. But let's talk... 2 Kings here, 2 Kings chapter 20. We're just going to jump right into verse 1 and take a look at this story, which is really quite incredible. It says, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amoz, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now, first of all, this is Isaiah we're talking about here, and Hezekiah has seen in the past. Isaiah's prophecies come to pass. He's seen Isaiah's gift of prophecy. And so you can imagine Hezekiah has no reason to doubt what Isaiah is saying here. He has no reason to doubt the Lord. If I had been Hezekiah, I probably just would have been like, all right, and consigned myself to it. But let's take a look at what Hezekiah does. Verse two, he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, Remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass after Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came unto him saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer and I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thine days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hands of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake, and for my servant David's sake. So this story just fascinates me, because here Isaiah delivers the word of the Lord, get your house in order, the sickness is unto death, you're gonna go. And yet Hezekiah, I don't want to say the gall, to ask the Lord, but it's kind of, it seems kind of presumptuous a little bit. It reminds me of Peter saying, yeah, call me out, ask me to walk on the water and I'll walk on the water with you. But I've always loved that about Peter. I've always loved that he's got kind of this little bit presumptuous attitude to ask for the blessings that he wants. And here we see the same thing in Hezekiah. He's told that he's going to die and he goes to the Lord and he says, spare me. I've tried so hard to do everything that I could do. I'm trying to protect my city. I'm trying to protect my people and lead them in righteousness. Spare me this death. And in that moment, the Lord inspires Isaiah to turn around and to tell Hezekiah that he'll have 15 more years of life. Now, I think one of the reasons why I like this story so much is that we have instances in our day and age where we see something similar, right? There are stories of priesthood blessings that literally bring back people from death or that spare them from certain death. We see miracles. We see times when, not that we're able to change the Lord's will, but we're able to allow the Lord to bless us with his will through priesthood blessings, through prayers, through things like that. And here we see that again. 
However, I think it's also important to note that for as many times as there are where we see the miracle, there are times when the miracle that we are seeking does not come, where someone is sick and we pray and we pray and we pray, and yet they're not healed. And I think it's so important that we learn to see the Lord in those cases as well, that we learn to understand and see his will, that we learn to turn things over to him and say, thy will be done. However, it's also important to see in those instances where our prayers aren't answered the way that we want them to be, that the Lord is still with us and that he's still blessing us, that he's still hearing our prayers. Elder Scott calls these moments compensatory blessings. When, yeah, we may not get what we want, we may not experience the miracle that we're seeking, but that if we're willing to look, we're going to see other blessings of the Lord. Listen to how Elder Scott says it. He says, Find the compensatory blessings in your life when, in the wisdom of the Lord, he deprives you of something you very much want. You will discover compensatory blessings when you willingly accept the will of the Lord and exercise faith in him. So yes, there may be times when we don't experience the miracle or we don't see the healing, but look for the comfort, look for the peace, look for the ways that the Lord is going to show you his hand in those moments, because I testify that his hand is there and his presence is strong in our lives, maybe even more when he has to say no than when he gets to say yes. So I really love that story, but let's flip over to the book of Second Chronicles. As we know, Hezekiah inherited a really wicked kingdom, and he does his best to throw down the idols and to get rid of the graven images and to bring down the high places, and he does everything that he can. But what we haven't talked about is his efforts to restore the people and to restore the temple. He brings in the Levites to cleanse and sanctify the temple, and uh, sacrifices begin to be offered there again. But what I love here is in verse 5 of 2 Chronicles 29, he says, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves, and sanctify the house of the Lord, God of your fathers, and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. I just love that command to sanctify yourselves and then use that sanctification to carry you into the work of the Lord and to do the work of the Lord. I've talked about that before. Obviously, we don't sanctify ourselves by our own work, but we sanctify ourselves by approaching the Lord in humility and allowing his atonement to cleanse us and to sanctify us. We live in a world that is honestly probably pretty similar, if not worse, than the world that they lived in at the time that they lived in. And it is necessary for us to often sanctify ourselves. That's the gift of having the sacrament every single week. We have the opportunity to be sanctified and cleansed and renewed so that we can continue on in the work of the Lord. Finally, one last quick little story that has an incredible principle is the Babylonians who coexisted at the time of the Assyrians but weren't the main empire had sent gifts and ambassadors to Hezekiah. And in his friendliness, Hezekiah shows them the riches that their kingdom possesses. This eventually leads to Babylon taking over and taking all of their riches and all of their things. And here in Second Chronicles chapter 32, they're going to be reflecting upon Hezekiah and that mistake of showing the riches to the Babylonians. And what they teach is something that is so important 
for us to understand. Verse 31, the people are reflecting on Hezekiah and they say, How be it in the business of the ambassadors of the priests of Babylon, who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. The reason why I love that is I've opened up and I've talked a lot about my experience with postpartum and how I felt like God had abandoned me because I couldn't feel him anymore. Part of that postpartum depression was just not being able to feel the spirit the way I had previously. And I thought that I had offended God and I thought that he was mad at me or wasn't with me anymore. But in lots of different experiences, we can feel what they're talking about here, that God left him. Maybe it's because of sin, maybe it's because of mental health, maybe it's because of other things, but sometimes we feel that. We feel like God is not with us, and it can be a really difficult thing to feel and a difficult thing to experience. But I love what this teaches us here. It says maybe God left him to try him and to see what was really in his heart. In our spiritual growth, there are going to be times when Heavenly Father has to hold our hand through all of it just to get us where he needs to get us. And there are going to be times when we are strong and he is going to step aside and let us kind of try to figure things out. And sometimes that's going to feel like he's left us or that he's abandoned us. But my friends, that's not true. Yesterday, my husband and I were picking up our kids from activity days, and my husband said, I like to just kind of approach quietly so I can watch what our kids are like when we're not right there with them. And I can imagine our Heavenly Father doing a similar thing. He's going to step aside for a little bit to see our hearts, to see how we are when he is not there, guiding us and leading us in every decision that we're making or with us in everything that we're doing. My friends, please don't take that as a sign of God not loving you or caring or being with you, but it is necessary for our spiritual growth to sometimes feel on our own. The Savior himself felt on his own at a time when he needed God the most, but it was necessary and it was a necessary part of God's plan. And for us, sometimes there will be times when we will feel alone, when we will feel like God is not right there with us. But please know it's part of his plan for you to help you learn, to help you grow, and to help you see your own strength and your own goodness. I testify that all things that God does is for our good out of his immense and eternal love for us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 